The parshas Tazriya Metzeres and Eloi the Kviyas from Reva Shonim. These two parshas of Tazriya Metzeres, according to the the way it's set up for most years, Alashanim Shutis. In fact, it's every year that is not a leap year. Mechubares always come together. Tazriya Metzeres are read on the same Shabbos. The Kishu B'Shaychas Tzvishin Ditzvei Sedes. The connection between these two Sedes is Fashtanik B'Pashas can be simply understood. That noisaf evdembas in beide sedus retzich vegnegoyim. That in addition to the fact that both sedus talk about leprosy, what's called leprosy, negotzaras in parshat hazriya nigei adam, and the parshat hazriya talks about a person that is afflicted by tzaras. Also nigei begodim. Also, if it uh, if clothing, someone's clothing is affected by tzaras. When a parsha metzayra negebatim in metzayra talks about if a house becomes afflicted by by tzaras, nor nochmer, but there is even more ache of a connection between tazriya metzayra. Parsha metzayra is the seeing bechaisim from parsha tazriya because metzayra seems to be the con- the conclusion of parsha tazriya. The dinah metzayra vegem velcha es retzich in parsha tazriya. It talks about what what should be done. Parsha Tazriya talks about when does one become a Metzayra. Parsha Metzayra talks about what should a Metzayra do. Un is misiyumam teiras a Metzayra biyem tarasei. The conclusion of what happens to the Metzayra, those the Metzayra of which which are described in Parsha Tazriya, is teiras a Metzayra biyem tarasei. In Parsha Metzayra, it talks about this is the law of the Metzayra on the day that he is, that he will be cleansed, that he comes out of his uh, his status as a Metzayra and so on. And that is found in Parsha Metzayra. So there is a natural connection between Tazriya and Metzayra. Medafa B'Fashtein, but we still have to understand the gate, the Shemus HaSedras, in regards to the names of the Sedras. The Gerechen Field Mall, as it was discussed many times already, is the name from the Sedras, Nishta Simen Ba'alma. The names of the Sedras are not just simply you need a word to describe, to identify a sedra. A word for Nascholos a sedra, which typically you would choose one of the early words in the sedra at the beginning. And it's simply used to be able to distinguish one sedra from another. You want to be able to call it by a name so that you know what you're talking about. It's not just that. Nor yedenomen and halt undrikt ois, rather what it is is that each name of a sedra contains and expresses the Allah Shemesh in In fact, this is something a common denominator because between all names in in Lashon Kaidish in the holy tongue. So when something has a name, that name expresses the Nakudus Hatechim from the Sedra, the in every case the name expresses the the meaning and the, the what's behind, what the the essence of the thing which is named that way and in this case it's the sedras the name of the sedra expresses what is found in that sedra and this can be seen also be seen emphasized in the Pash Tazriya as late Minig Yisrael heists zinisht isha heists zinisht isha chacha dozer the erst avart from the psichas klolis 
even though um, even though the word isha, a woman, it could have been named a woman. That's the first word. That's uh, one of the the first words at the beginning of the after the general opening of the seder, which is Vaidabar Hashem al Moshe Lamer. But that is shared of a medvelches ha'ivzuchon kama parshin But since the opening words, which is Vaidabar Hashem al Moshe Lamer, are found in many many seder, so it's you wouldn't be able to identify a seder by those words. So the first word after that is isha. Is dos nishta nomes itself from the parsha. Oh, and so therefore, Vaidabar Hashem can't be it can't be ad- what identifies the parsha because there's so many that share it. Nor is nomen is tazria, so we don't use the word isha, which is the first word which could have been used as an identifier of this particular seder, but rather we use the, the word, uh, third word isha ki sazria. We call uh, we call it sazria. Obviously, then it's not because. We just need a word to identify the seder, but rather we're looking for a word which will express what is the content and the, the, what the seder conveys. And that's found in sazria rather than the word isha. So in this sedra we can see even more so that we look for a word which conveys the, the content of the seder. So according to this, so then we need to understand if this is true that the word of the name of the Seder conveys the meaning of the Seder. So we have to understand, what's the connection between the word or the name Sazria to the Parsha to what the Parsha conveys? The most of the Sedra Tazria talks about Nigoim, which means afflictions of Tzaras. But what does that have to do with Tzazria? Nochmer, and even the question is even greater. Not only is it, does the word Tzazria have no connection to the idea of Nigoim of Tzaras, but it would seem even more. It would seem that the word Tazriya and the idea of Metzayra, of the Negoyim of Tzaras, are conflicting with each other. The two words are in conflict with each other. Tzazriya vies, because the word Tzazriya indicates, especially as it's used in this parsha, Ishaki Tzazriya Viyolda, a woman that will conceive and will give birth. So the word Tzazriya, conception, means it means something that brings new birth. New life. On the other hand, the idea of Negoim of Tzaras is we know that a Metzayra, the Gemara says, is considered like a, like a dead person. And why, what is the meaning that a Metzayra is a dead person? It's like a dead person. That does nish. Not only because Mitzaraz brings Tumma and therefore you, uh, he shares the Mitzayra, shares that with a dead body, which also conveys Tumma. It's not just about that. No, the Mitzayra Atzmai is Choshev Kames. It's not that they both convey Tumma, it's that we say that the one who has Tzaraz is like a dead person. So therefore, the idea of Tazria and Saras are conflicting with each other. Tazria conveys new life. Saras conveys death. When in Oiches Nishmuv, and also we have to understand, when we say that Mitzayra is the name of the next parsha, 
in Parsha Metzayra Retzich needs wegen the Metzayra als Metzayra because the Parsha of Metzayra does not convey the status of Metzayra what a Metzayra is Prote Anagoyim Shabbai and Tuma it doesn't talk about the details of his uh, of how you identify what his Tzaras is his, that he becomes Tomei and the laws associated with his Tuma that's not what's found in Parsha Metzayra nor Fakert, the opposite is found in Parsha Metzayra being Tarasi. It details how to come out of the situation of Tsaras, the carbonus that have to be brought and the rituals that have to be done. Avert Ois Metzayra, it conveys the, uh, how a Metzayra loses his status as a Metzayra. Erkenshen Arankum Abdechamachne, it tells us that after he, after he goes through that cleansing, he come back into the camp. Um bring in seine Karbonus, he's able to bring his Karbonus in the base of Migdash. Ein Favosel, the Seder, Angerufen, Ver Metzeira, said, and why is this Seder called Metzeira when the whole thrust of the Seder is getting away from the idea of Metzeira? How you get out of the situation of Metzeira? And even though it's true that after the, uh, the details of how a Metzeira cleanses himself, it goes back to talk about the uh, a house that becomes afflicted by tsaras is nishgatik. Even this le- it doesn't really answer the question because number one, in pashtus ver nigebatem nisht nichlal in moving a pasha from a because afflictions of tsaras on a house are not conveyed by the word mitzayra, which seems to be identified with a person that is a mitzayra. So that doesn't really rise to the uh, definition of the word Metzayra, the Nigei Batim. And the second thing, Nochmer, by the, even more so, by the Nigei Batim is that Goshen Nishin in the Goyim Kishel When we talk about afflictions of Tzaraz on a house, it's, the, the emphasis is not on the affliction as a negative thing, Altsinim Bilte Rotsui, nor Virashi Vasinyani is Pshudashal Mikra, but rather as Rashi explains it, and Rashi of course talks in the simple, basic explanation of things. So Rashi tells us, bring Gleicharapi, he immediately tells us, the very first, at the beginning of the Psukim of the houses that will be afflicted with Saras, it says, I will give, I will place a an affliction of tzaras in the house. So Rashi says, it seems to be saying that Hashem is telling you that He will. It doesn't say, if a house will be afflicted. It says, I will make an affliction on a house. Why is that a thing that Hashem assures us that He will do so? So Rashi says, This is in fact a, like Hashem gives us the good news, that He will place a an affliction of Tzaras on a house of and the reason that he would do so is because the Amairoim, the nation that lived in Yisrael before the Yidin they would hide their fortunes in the walls of the house and now that, that there is a, an affliction of Tzaras one of the laws is that you have to destroy the house you have to break the house apart and therefore you find the treasure so in other words it's a good news so in the nigitzaras is expressed as a positive thing rather than a negative thing like a person becoming a metzayra is certainly 
considered a negative thing as it continues Mashain on the other hand Mitzayra is other Abba when we talk about a person that's a Mitzayra it's to the contrary as Rashi explains it here it's also expounded on at length in the Medrashim in the beginning of our Parsha it talks about the negative and that it's a penalty, a punishment for the Metzayra, for the person that becomes afflicted by Tzaras that the reason that a person gets Tzaras is because he spoke Loshon Hara or because he's arrogant and so as a person Metzayra is seen as a negative thing Nigebatim, the Tsarasa of homes, is seen as a positive thing. It's a way to find your fortune. So, therefore, the fact that there is Nigebatim in this parsha doesn't in explain why the name of the parsha would be Metzayra. Another thing that we have to understand is Vasmigifin Svei Shem is from the said that we find two different names for the parsha Metzayra. Minigisro. The Jewish custom on Nazai Vetsi Angruf Nitorvishanorach, in fact that's also the name that Tur and Shuganorach refer to this parsha is Tsurufanir Mitsaira. That's called Mitsaira, the way call we call it, that's the Minigisral that we call the Mitsaira. Abirin Rapsadya Goin, Pirish Rashi and Rambam Rambam. But in the Rapsadya Goin and Rashi and the Rambam refer to it Vernzi Angruf and Zaistiya, they refer to this parsha as Zaistiya, the first words the earlier words in the Pasuk. Thus is the Tamachilik from the Tzvei Shita. So we have to understand why are there two separate names from two, from two different sources, from a number of different sources, they call it by two different names. What's the reason that this parsha has two different names? Base. So perhaps this is the explanation. By first explaining, Einer from the Yisaidus Amuna is one of the the principles of our faith is that Inyan from Tzcharva Einish that Hashem rewards and punish and punishes. He gives reward and punishment according to our behavior. Of Aloshna Rambam, as the Rambam puts it in Pirush Mishnayis, this is found in his commentary on the Mishnah. Hayisaid Hayud Aleph, the eleventh principle. He ki hu Hashem Yisbaruch is that Hashem. Gives reward to those who do the mitzvahs of the Torah, and it will punish the one that violates the commandments in the Torah, and that the great reward will be experienced in the world to come, in the future. And the worst penalty possible is kares, to be cut off and to be lost. In other words, there's no future, there's no eternal future. And he also dwells on this in the Yad HaZaka, which is the Mishnah Torah in Hilchus Tshuva and the Laws of Tshuva. So that's the principle. There's a print, one of the principles is that Hashem rewards and punishes. Torah is the Torah's Chesed, and since Torah is a Torah of kindness, is moving, it's understood as Oich, the Einshiat Torah, that even those penalties that we find in the Torahs and in Ishtal Shem, are not seen, meant to be seen as a punishment alone. It's not just as a punishment, nor, but rather the Tikkun Farinavashachaita, what it does is it fixes, it corrects all those things which were lost, which went wrong as a result of sin, and this is what fixes it. To Maimar Azal, 
as our sages tell us, that if somebody that is chayiv karis, that he for the sin that he committed, he would be chayiv karis, but he also along with that comes also the penalty of lashes. So if they did in fact receive lashes, because there were two witnesses that could warn it, warned him and so on, and they went through the court case and everything fell into place, and he did get his lashes, so then it takes away the penalty of chorus. So we see that the lashes takes away, fixes the soul, and therefore there's no longer a need for chorus. The same is true also somebody that has the penalty of death by the hand of the court. As our sages tell us in regards to Ochan, over there the Pasuk quotes that you shall be, you will be uprooted, or some word like that, on this day. That's what they told Ochan as they were preparing to kill him, to execute him. So we learn from this. Why does it say on this day? Our sages tell us that what it means is, only on this day are you being uprooted. But you will not be uprooted from the world to come. In other words, the fact that you will be executed now means that you will have eternal life in Olam Abba because this will already take care of any punishment that you need. From, that, from here on in, you go into Olam Abba. So we see that the penalties are meant as a, correction, a corrective measure so that later you can go back to uh, you know, a perfect state. You go back to a normal state. Or a corrected state. But the truth is, by most penalties that the Torah talks about, we don't see we don't see the link between the punishment and what, or at least in a reveal, in a manifest way, you don't see that this is for your best when a person lives through a punishment in this world you don't see in most cases you don't see how this is really for the benefit of the person and that it fixed some you know, flaw that existed in the soul we don't see any of that on the other hand when we talk about we see it in a manifest way that this is fixing a problem. As he explains, uh, we'll soon get to about the way the Rambam explains it. And since the Negoim um, Mitzaras becomes the paradigm for this idea, we see it by Negoim, that it's there as a corrective measure. From this we know that all other penalties in the Torah, even though we don't see it in a very clear way, but it must be true for all punishments in the Torah that it's really a corrective measure. Gimel. What is it that we find in regards to Tzaras? The Rambam says at the end of his laws of Tzaras, and this change that occurs to clothing or a house, that the, the Torah calls that affliction, you know, that stain or that discoloration that happens, the Torah calls it saras. What is it really? It's a discoloration that occurs. 
and they, they, the Torah calls them all all of these discolorations even though it's very different on a house and it's very different on a, on a, then from a garment or the, from the skin they're all different discolorations but the Torah gives that one common name which is called Tsaras in all cases so what do we know what do we have to know about these discolorations which are called Tsaras these are not natural occurrences. Ella, rather, This was something extraordinary, it's different, unnatural, that occurred to Jewish people in order to warn them off that they should not commit the sin of Loshon Because the first response when Hashem sees that somebody is committing Loshon Hara too often, or maybe even once, who knows the first thing he does is send an affliction against the house the house should become discolored and afflicted by Tzaraz if he does Tshuva because he realizes that this is a warning to him Yitra Bayis, then the home will be, will be cleansed so that the discoloration will disappear but if he continues with his evil, wicked ways that he continues to speak Loshon Hara, so then what the result will be, then the house, the discoloration will continue and not disappear, and therefore the house has to be destroyed. And if it still continues, you can still continue to speak in Loshon Hara, even after they destroyed his house. So then his leather uh, utensils in the house are afflicted by Saras. The Imam Berishain, if he, you know, that goes through the process and he still continues, so, and he still maintains his wicked ways, until those leather uh, implements have to be burnt, because the, the discoloration does not disappear. Then it moves closer to the person, to his personal garments, Sha'Allah that he wears. <coughs> so if he does tshuva at that point, yitaru, then the discoloration will disappear. But if he continues with his wicked ways, until the garments too have to be burnt, which is the way that Hashem, the Torah says you have to deal with afflicted garments and leather implements. So then it moves even closer, it goes to your skin, the discoloration attacks your own skin. And you become the person himself becomes a tzayra. And then therefore he has to now separate himself from the entire community. And everybody has to know that he's on his own and that he's not allowed to socialize with other people. And the reason for this is that's the only way to prevent him from speaking <coughs> evil, speaking Lashon Hara, by isolating him. And not to speak the way to show him speak, which is scoffing and mocking and Lashon Hara, and that's what the process of all these levels of Tzaras are in order to bring the person to do Tshuva for speaking Lashon Hara. That's how the Rambam describes it. Thus, haste, which means the Eibishter brings a change, he changes the, the nature in the Bria, in the creation, the natural creation, he brings about this discoloration, which is not really a natural occurrence, it's miraculous in nature, nature, the word, wrong word here, but it's miraculous, 
um, in order to prevent you from speaking Loshon Hara. Because the Pharisees are saying, and that's why the order in which it happens, as the Abish to bring this, the Mshinifriyir in the bottom, that first Hashem brings this change to the house, and the Nochav de Begodim, and then to the clothing, etc., till the person himself, the skin itself. In order to warn the Yid from starting from something removed, it's only the house, moving to the clothing which is closer. Uh, in order to warn you off that kind of behavior, speaking Loshon Hara. And as regards to the fact that the Mitzayra has to be isolated. That he should be removed from other people, and it's known that he is on his own, that he's not allowed to speak to anyone. He has to live in isolation outside the camp. Is The purpose of that is as that this should have the effect on him. That he should stop being involved in this wicked kind of talk. as the Ramam says, which is mockery and scoffery and loshen So the whole, the whole creation of tsaras has its built in a warning against loshen All of it is directed for the purpose of preventing a yid from speaking loshen So that's why he says. Here it's clear that the purpose of tzaras is in order to prevent you from doing an Aveda, to act as a corrective measure. From this, where it's clear that it's so, we also extrapolate to all other punishments, penalties in the Torah, that they're really corrective measures, they're there in order to fix a person's behavior, even though over there it's not as clear, not as obvious, and you don't always see it. Dalit. Based on this, we can now say, as Mahai Taima Ver the Parsha of Tazria, that that's the reason that this Parsha is called Tazria. Tazria is das Cholos Haleda from Chaim Chadoshim. Tazria, as we said before, conception means the beginning of a new life. Kenal Sifalov, as we said before, all that of Vizria by Tfua, Upeira, is similar to the word Zria, which means to implant, to germinate. When, in regards to other, to uh, agriculture, whether it's uh, wheat or, or, or grains or fruits and so on, as the funzol nogdem kumen anayis micha, so that you you plant, so that it can germinate and create new growth. Azoi is the teichen inyan hanigoyim, and that is really also the meaning and the purpose of these um, afflictions of tzaras from Parshat Tazria, which is discussed in Tazria. Saida nega atzmai, both the affliction itself, and saida hezger vehechlet, and also the fact that the mitzayir has to be isolated from the mitzayir vaseris muvdul mafursum avade that is separated and isolated and known to be alone. Zayin nish nor betayir einish. They're not only seen as a a punishment, the heder atayiv, and therefore a lack of good. And, you know, it's devoid of any good because it's a punishment. No. Uh, it's not just a punishment for the Metzayda, nor Pratim in Mitlin and Tikkun. Rather, they have to be seen as details and ways and methods in how to bring them around to a better place. In their Heilung, in other words, it's a way to heal him from his affliction for the Metzayda, in his spiritual affliction. As was Arain 
in a seder from Chaim Chadoshim that he should enter into a new way of life to make a change in his life into a new way of life. And to separate himself from the wicked speech on Halitzonah's Loshon Hara, which is scoffery and Loshon Hara. So, in other words, the whole purpose of Tzaras is to bring about a new life. That's Tzazriya. We have to bring about a new, we have to start new life for this person. And since the meaning of Torah is to teach, is Muban, so it's understood as for Parshas Nagoim, is that from this Parsha of Nagoim, that also gives us a lesson in regards to all penalties in the Torah. As in Yonim is a that what they really are is a, it's something that Hashem has done. He invests himself, he does, brings about something. So Mesakan Zainam Eden in order to correct the ba- the mistaken, the bad behavior of a yid, that's the purpose of every penalty in the Torah. So that he will begin to walk the correct the righteous path. Why is it that this is the place? Where do we find the explanation for all penalties throughout the Torah, why is it dafke by Metzairah? Since the, the Metzairah is like considered like a dead person, and in fact in Halacha, the uh, Tumah that is conveyed by a Metzairah is one of the most uh, stringent types of Tumah. The penalty for that the the Metzayda goes through is that he has to be isolated. Is from the That's also one of the most difficult penalties in the Torah. So the idea of Metzayda in men, on many levels is a very very serious matter. Person is considered like a dead, and that uh, it, it, the, the tumah that he conveys is one of the most serious types of tumah most toxic types of tumah and uh, that he has to be isolated, all of these are very strict, very difficult types of penalties from this we learn also in regards to all the other types of penalties in the Torah that what they really are meant to be is a new turning over a new leaf for the person it's a new start in life so that the person can become a better person. Just like the idea of Mitzaras, in the days that he has to be isolated, just like they are seen as the conception or the germination of a new life is starting right here as a result of these penalties. That's why the Yid will, person will completely change his ways as the that the person that has been conducting himself like a dead person and therefore ended up in that situation of tzaras in which he is like a dead person should give birth to new life. So in other words that the uh, tzaras is a paradigm for the concept that penalty is really a start of new and fresh life. Going back to life. And that's why the, uh, the parsha that talks about Tzaraz is called Sazriya because it's giving birth to new life. Hey.
via Shloimer, and one perhaps could say, as from them, Kumtaruis, that there is also a difference in Allah that we can understood from the way we look at it here. Then, then Dimba Metzayra, this halacha in regards to Metzayra, as Kolimeyan Asheranegaba Yitma, that all the days that he has this discoloration, he shall be Tomei, he has to be isolated, he has to live outside the camp. That could be qualified in two ways. That this can be seen as another aspect in the halacha of Tumah, which there are many levels of Tumah, which are all different types of Tumah, which have different laws. And all of those people that are Tomei are also sent out from different um, levels of holiness as they pertain to the Jewish settlement. There is Machna Shechina, which is the actual environs of the Mishkan, in the time of the desert. That was where the Mishkan was. Other Machna Leviyo, there was the area surrounding the Mishkan, which was where the Leviyim lived, and that was called the camp of the Leviyim. So some some people that are Tomei are not allowed to go into the Mishkan, but they can be in the area of the Levian. Some are have a greater degree of Tumah, they can't be even in the section of the Levian. Or as it translates into Yerushalayim, there is the Harabayis, or the, the Azorah, and then there is the area around the Beis Hamikdash, and then there's the city of Yerushalayim. And therefore, in a similar way, Al-Darazad Therefore, a Metzayra who was also a Tomei. So these same types of laws apply to him. But because his type of Tumah is even a more toxic Tumah, therefore he's not allowed to enter any of the camps, never mind the Levian, but even where any of the Jewish people live, he has to be outside that camp. Because, so and it's just another degree, just like there are Tumahs which you're not allowed to be in the Mishkan, there are Tumas in which you're not allowed to be in Levia. A Metzayra is not allowed to be in any of the three camps. But it's more of the same, only a little more, or more toxic. Oich mechutz l'machni Yisrael, b'meile is badad yeshev, he's not allowed to be even in machni Yisrael, the Jewish camp in general, and therefore he has to be isolated. Aber as the azhara, other, or another way of looking at it is, that this idea that he has to be living isolated outside the camp it's not just an extension of Tumah in general only an added degree of Tumah but rather it's something specific to the Metzayda that he has to be isolated not just because he has a level of Tumah which precludes him from being in any of the three camps just like other Tameim are precluded from being in one or other of the two camps. But rather by a Metzayr, it's something specific to him, or Oich Mitni, but the fact that he has to be isolated is specific to the Tumah of Metzayr, and it's something to do with his status and what his Tumah is all about. So there's two ways of looking at it to summarize whether the fact that he has to be isolated outside the camp is because his type of Tumah doesn't allow him to be not in the inner camp, not in the Levian camp, and not even in the Jewish camp. So therefore the result is Badr Yeshet. Or 
is bothered yesh of something that is specific to Mitzayra. It's not just a result from the fact that he can't go in, therefore he has to be out. But it's rather something he has to be isolated. And it would seem that this can actually work. There are two aspects to the Mitzayra, is what it's going to say now, in which both of these are expressed. As I'll explain. Because by the Mitzayra, you could say that there are two different categories of halacha which apply to the Mitzayra. One is the din kloli from Tmeim, the fact that he is a part of that group of people that is Tamei, and that applies to him too. Those, uh, those, uh, that group of Tmeim is found in the Parshanosei. It says, they shall send out of the camp called Tzaruah v'chalzal. It talks about a Metzayra, it talks about a Zav, v'chal Tamein and Lefesh. Anyone that is a Tamei Mace has to be sent out of the camp. When the Tam is, and the reason why they have to be sent out of the camp, the Le'yitam is Machneim, because we don't want the Tumah to apply to that, that when they're in the camp, so then whatever they touch becomes Tamei. So therefore they should be sent out of those areas so that they don't bring Tumah to the rest of the camp. So in other words, it's to defend the camp, that the camp shouldn't be uh, afflicted by his Tumah. So that is something which is, it applies to the fact that the Metzairah as a group, as one of the group of these people that have to be sent out, because he's Tomei, and we don't want that Tumah to apply to become, uh, to afflict the rest of the camp, and therefore he's got to get out of the camp. Another way is, another detail is of the Tumah is that there is a positive command. He must be isolated outside the Machna. Which is specific to the Metzayr. It doesn't say that by any other of the Tumahs. In other words, this is something which doesn't talk about the fact that he's Tomei and therefore he has to stay away from others so that he doesn't afflict them with Tumah. This is about him. He needs to be cleansed through this isolation. Not so much because we need to protect the camps from his impurity, but because he needs to be isolated so that he can become cleansed, so that he can come around to be healed from his spiritual affliction. We could say, and that there is a difference, there are a number of different halachic differences in the way we look at it. Some of them are going to be listed here. Number one, by the Ding HaKloli, by the general halacha which says the, they should send the, these, uh, anyone that's tummy out of the camp what's important is that he has to be out of the machna we don't want him in the machna that's what's important as long as he's not in the machna that's the issue so that he doesn't impart his tumah to the rest of what's going on in the camp and therefore when there are no longer these camps as they were in the Midbar so if there are no more Machnas so then he is no longer in the Machna and therefore there is no he's, it's being fulfilled 
the issue is we don't want him in the machna. There is no machna, so then he's out. He's not in the machna. So that is satisfied. He's not in the machna because there is no machna. Mashenkin in dem din bodod yeshem b'chutz l'machna mishavei. But in as far as satisfying the positive aspect of he must be isolated outside the machna is negayah the chiyuv. Over there, it's more important that where he should be. Not so much that he shouldn't be in the Machna, which is fully satisfied because there is no Machna. But now we're looking at him. He has to be isolated. If he has to be isolated, that has to be fulfilled whether there is a Machna or not. So if, even though the, for some reason he hasn't practiced this idea of being isolated, for instance, one example of that would be there is no machna, so there's nowhere to send them out of. So therefore, there is no isolation, because let's say you live in uh, you know in America. So over there, there's no machna, there's no status of a machna. Therefore, I don't know if the laws of Taras would apply in America, but whatever. He's not, he's not in Yerushalayim. He lives somewhere in the south of Israel. So over there, there is no status of a machna. Therefore, he's not. There is no way to send him out of the machna because there is no machna which he, which we have to prevent him from bringing tumatu. So he ends up not being isolated. But then he misses out. He's not fulfilling the pasuk that he should be isolated. So then we will be left with as a So if he hasn't fulfilled the the. Uh, the requirement in the Torah that he has to be isolated so then he can't move to the next step of gaining his uh, being uh, cleansed and regaining his status as a pure as a ritually pure person because he hasn't fulfilled he to be isolated so that so if when we look at it as only we have to prevent the machna from becoming tamay so if there's no machna that has been perfectly satisfied he can move on to the next step but if we're looking at it from a positive perspective, that he needs to be isolated, then if he wasn't isolated, he can't move to the next step of gaining his tara. So that's one difference in which we could say whether we're, where we can identify the difference between if it's about removing him from the machna or it's about being isolated. A second difference. Mitzadim din azadav zayin mechutz machnas because from the perspective of this din, that he has to be outside all three camps, Daf Uizkumen, it would come out as the Asara Badi Yeshem Levada Yeshesh Loyei Yeshem Imai. The Gemara says that the Torah said the Pasuk says he should be isolated. He should sit alone, which means that other people that are also Tomei cannot sit together with him. He can't socialize with other people that are also Tomei means he has to be isolated. But what would that mean? That would only exclude that other people that have a different type of Tumah from him shouldn't be in close proximity to him because then he can impart his Tumah to them. They have a different type of Tumah. If they come into contact with him, then they now take on his Tumah. Therefore, he has to be isolated from them. But what, can he socialize with other people that have the exact same condition as him? 
which is that he's a Mitzayra. So they are equally tummy to him. There's nothing that he can impart to them. He's not going to make them more tummy. So if it's about prevention of Tumah, he should be able to socialize with other Mitzrayim, with other people that are in the same condition as him. Takeng, on the other hand, Mitzadim Chiyu from Badid but when we look at it as another, if that he has to be isolated, that's what's important. Then we would, that would include that he has to be isolated from other people that are also in the same situation as him. They're also Mitzrayim. Because it's not about preventing them from becoming Tami, it's about him being isolated. And it's, then do you truly see that he has to be isolated and known to be isolated because he's even isolated from people that are similar to him, equal to him? And it's only through this that he will truly be prevented from being involved in this kind of uh, wicked talk that he's being involved in. Whereas, if he were to sit with other Mitzrayim, then they could just, uh, you know, spend their time talking Lashnara, especially if he is only with Mitzrayim. Which means that these are all a group of people that are want to speak Lashnara. So what's the, of course he's going to be involved in speaking Loshan Hara. So then being, being in the company of other Mitzrayim would not prevent him from speaking Loshan Hara, it would do the opposite. It would encourage Loshan Hara. And that's why he has to be isolated even from them. And that's the best type of expression. That explains the meaning of the isolation, that he should be prevented from speaking Loshan Hara. So here's another difference in Halacha whether our focus is that he has to be prevented from spreading Tumah or that he has to be isolated. Just like this is in the simple understanding of it and, the, and as it expresses itself in Allah, that the idea of a tsaras is in order to warn a yid away from Loshanara and to prevent him from speaking Loshanara. When as oyber is noch weiter reingezogen geworden in dem bizas mishtana oyrevi itstara, and if he didn't heed the warning of the of the early signs of tsaras in the house and in the garments and so on. And he went so far, he still continued to speak Lashnara until his own skin became afflicted. So then the Torah takes further measures. And now he has to become isolated in Sahel in order to heal him from this problem and upshade him from and to prevent him from this kind of talk. So just like that is true in the simple sense. In a similar way, and even more so, we can see it in the undercurrent, in the the inner dimension of Torah, as it is there, it's expressed even more so. It's explained in state that the reason why is it that when we talk about a person that is being afflicted by Tsaras, the Pasuk says, Adam Adam is, there are four ways in which the word, a person, a man, man, can be addressed in Hebrew. One is Adam, Ish, Gever, and Enosh. All those mean 
the same thing essentially, but they all express a different level of a different status, a stature of a person. The Tayr Adam versus the Shema Milof in Yidin. The the term Adam is the very highest term of man which describes a person. Ayid Enosh is the lowest level. So why is it that the Torah uses the very highest description of a person to describe a person that is afflicted by tzaras? You would think that it would use a lower, um, a lower description of a person of a lower stature. So Chassidus explains that the reason is because the whole idea of Tsaras really only pertains to someone that is on a very high level, on the level of Adam. Which is a very high level, somebody who is perfect in every way. Or almost perfect, I guess. One of the Tamdafun is, and the reason why this pertains only to people on a very high level is because in the Goyim, which afflict only the skin. Vaist as the Rav as his Goyim the Gnega is Nishbetoich in the Pnimius from the mention. That indicates that it's only an affliction which is pertains to the very to the surface, to the outer dimension, the most outer dimension of the person, the skin, and it doesn't in any way afflict any any internal organs. Nothing on the in on the inside of the person is thus afflicted. It's some imperfection that is only only remains on the surface, on the outer layer of the skin. The as it's expressed there, at the very edge of his garment, meaning to say the skin, which is what wraps the body of the person. And that's why, because it's a result of the negative something negative that remains to the person in a very outer in a very surface level that's why it its result is also only that it affects the outer layer of the skin the daimetsasiba is similar to what causes the affliction is the way the affliction happens as is an affliction which only attacks the skin of the of the flesh, on the very outer layer of the body. The mitzvah the Alter Rebbe Oich Mevayer, and the Alter Rebbe explains also this way: Favos mitzvahs negoyim ainu noeg bezmanenu zeh. Why there is no tzaras? The laws of tzaras do not apply in our day and age. Achar achorim after the chorim beisvayish neishe einam nitzuyim klau because we don't find there is no tzaras. We don't witness any tzaras in our day and age. They are just, these are miraculous things. They're not natural events, as we said before, and therefore they don't occur anymore. The reason is, because in our day and age, there are no people which are only imperfect on a very surface level, but that everything internal is perfect spiritually. Because in our day and age, even a tzaddik and a good person, a dayin has Even they have still a little bit of evil within them. Yeah, a tiny bit, but there is still something, even internally, never mind on the surface. The far is the rab is and that's why 
there is not going to be any tzaras in today's day and age because there is no such person that their their evil that they have is only on the surface and there's nothing left on the inside. Therefore, you're never going to have a, a an affliction of tzaras, which means that this is a person that has ra only on the very outer surface. The fiza is nochmer muzve the tamanal, and this explains even better the reason for what we said before. As that this idea of Nagoyim, which is the laws of Nagoyim, which are expressed in the Parsha Tazriya, is Yaninyan from Tazriya, really mean a new life, a new beginning for life. How so? The Maisa Nisim macht the Ebish to Bechteya as Oichtichitzainus of Sel Saraz on his Baravarim by Eden. Hashem is, every time Tzaraz hits, it means that Hashem affected a miracle. Something unnatural happens, a discoloration which is very unnatural. What's the reason that he makes it? So that even the most outer surface of a yid, which happens to be in this case, the person is afflicted by a little bit of evil on the surface, should also be fixed. That's the purpose of the miracle that Hashem brings about in order to make a tzaras. So in other words, this is bringing about an, an, an outstanding new beginning that even on the outer surface should also be fixed. In other words, it expresses the idea of complete and bringing somebody to a higher standard, to an absolutely higher standard. Even a person that is perfect on the inside, there's only a little bit of something left on the outside. Hashem brings about this whole thing of tzaraz in order to fix that person, to bring that person to a new and higher standard of life. That's why it's called tazriya. Zayin. Al pize is oich mavur the shem from the tzaita seder. This also explains now the name of the second seder, which is mitzayra. Chod shtor tretzich nishveg the mitzayra and vidam mitzayra is in matzav atuma. Even though, as we said before, in this parsha it doesn't talk about the mitzayra as he is in a state of tuma, rather norvi biyem tarosi. It's talking about how he reaches his pure, his cleanliness, his cleansing. So what's the explanation? The mid because this brings out that the cleansing process and which means the healing of the mitzayra, which is described in this parsha, is nishkam uftu is not something separated and disconnected. That it's something, you know, if you go through, if you do these ritual, uh, this series of ritual acts, uh, things like karbonus and whatever. That will bring about the cleansing. It's not so. It's not that you have to go through these rituals in order to bring up, which are described in this parish in order to bring about the cleansing. The, the true cleansing comes from that which is described in the parish Tazriya. The Signa Nachara, to put it in other words. The those things, those rituals which have to be done, which are described in Parsha Metzayda, which you need to do in order to bring about the cleansing. They are on, they only bring out and complete 
that which has already been accomplished by the tsaras itself. As we said before, the tsaras itself is an act of healing. That is what brings about the healing. These rituals in this parsha, they just complete the healing which really comes about as a result of the act, the actual tsaras, which brings about a cessation of speaking Lashonara and so on. Well, as mentioned before, is that the spiritual healing of the person, but also which is the reason why this tsaras happens, to bring about that healing, is the tsaras, the hezger, comes really through being afflicted by that discoloration, which brings you to attention that something is going on, you need to change. Then there is the, the isolation that prevents you from speaking Lashonara. So those are the real things which bring the healing and the cleansing. The rituals in Parsha Metzayra, they are just what actually, the Torah says, you have to go through these things in order to bring about that cleansing. But they are just an extension, a completion to the cleansing and healing which happens in Parsha Tazriya. And that's why this Parsha is not referred to as the day of his cleansing, of his purity which would you would think should be what it should be called because that would indicate that this parsha is what brings about the cleansing and that's not true nor because it's the previous parsha which brings about the real cleansing this is just the rituals that he has to do in order to make it happen but so that's why it's not called it's called it's called which, which is what brings out as dos is the teitzof and the meinin ametzayir gufa that the cleansing which is happening in this parsha is a result of what you the the fact that you are a metzayir and what that led you to do and what that prevented you from doing that's what brought about the cleansing cleansing comes not from the rituals even though in actual fact you have to do them in order to reach the, the cleansing state, the cleansed state. But the real cleansing comes from the fact that you are a Metzayda. That's where it flows from. It comes because you are a Metzayda. That's why the, the healing started. And now you have to complete it by doing these rituals. Ches. Kishem prati. So the same as this is true in regards to the individual Metzayda. The same would apply also to the Jewish people as a whole. That when the Yidden find them, we find ourselves in Golos, so then we are all sort of isolated outside the camp because our true camp is in Yisrael, in the Beis Amigdash, and so on. In Golos, we're outside that place. So as a collective, we are all in the status of someone who suffers from tzaraz what is the avayda that the yidin why was the yidin placed in golos it's for the purpose of creating new life of implanting for the purpose of planting and bringing about the growth and the beginning of growth for the, for the time of the geula as the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, as the Giluyim the Laosid that all the things that will happen, the growth that will happen, the revelation and growth that will happen in the time of Mashiach, 
all depends on the work that we do during the Golas. In other words, we are planting for the purpose of later we will be able to reap the benefits. Because what causes the reward for the mitzvah, which is Mashiach's coming and everything will happen then, is the mitzvah itself. Our doing the mitzvah is what causes all that reward, the haste. In other words, all those things that will happen, will be accomplished, but in the days of Mashiach and Tchiyah is not to be seen as something separate from the Golos. No, this is that smicha, this is a growth that sprouts up from from the older work of planting that we did during the Golos, which gives, uh, which is what causes the Geula to sprout and to to grow and to be revealed and so on. And that's the lesson to us from the names of the Sedas Tazriyam etc. of Avedis called Adam in regards to the Aveda of every person. Yid has to fulfill, study Torah and do mitzvahs with submission, simply because that's what Hashem wants us to do. Because that's what Hashem told us to do. So then a person, this could lead a person to think. That it makes no difference what we are accomplishing by our Aveda. We're just simply going through the motions because Hashem said to do it. So we do it. What's the difference what it leads to? What's the difference what the results will be? If them is the so therefore the lesson from this is, from our parshas is, as biyachadem and all that alongside what we said before, is ein ma'asenam vavidasenam. Is in So the lesson is that we have to be able to see. It's true that we do it because of Kabbalah soil, but we have to be able to see in our work that we do in the time of the Golos that the head ados is an inyan tazria. That we have to understand that this is planting, which will bring to a growth, the gilu from Mashiach which is ultimately the the revelation of Mashiach. And therefore, that which will happen when Mashiach comes is not separate from what we're doing today. But this is the result. That will be the result of the Aveda that we're doing today in Golos. Similar, that Tazriya is what brings about the Mitzayra or the cleansing of the Mitzayra. It's the it's the suffering, the the uh, what happens to him as a mitzvah, which brings about the cleansing. The growth, which happens as a result of our avoda in golos. Tess in the farbund in the connection from the avoda b'zman golos tazria between the connect between the avoda which we do in the zman golos in the time of golos, which is called tazria. With the arrival of Mashiach, which is Mitzayra, in other words, the cleansing that it leads to. There are a number of different ways in which this can be affected. Even though it's true that Ebi Yid believes in Mashiach and is awaiting his coming, which is one of the principles and foundations of our faith. In Velcha Ali Yidin Zanaglaich, in which all Yidin are equal. To the basic, to Amunah, all Yidin are equal. 
das ist verbunden mit limitatorer bekimmer mitzus mit meise seinem bei der seinem naid but there could be a difference in how how connected is that to what you are doing we believe in mashiach and we believe in the, in all this and we're waiting for him to come but how much is it connected to the way you live your life in golus in your avida er can learn a Torah mekayim zay mitzvahs. A person is able to study Torah and do mitzvahs. Vitznik adosis tazria, even though he and he knows that this is what will, this is what is implanting as does bring Mashiach, and that this is the plant, the planting which will bring about Mashiach. But it does, but he feels disconnected from it. Meaning, while Aleph, because number one, nish tzulib then learn Torah and mekayim mitzvahs. It's not that. That's why he learns Torah because he's trying to bring Mashiach. That's why he does mitzvahs because he's trying to bring Mashiach, not because of that. And number one, two, number two, em artnish as the geulavetzayin He's not per- terribly concerned that you know whether it'll be delayed for a little bit. That God, the geula will be delayed for in asman shpeter kriyas mitzayde b'shuvah b'fnei atzmai. He, it's not of absolute concern to him that Metzayra, which means the cleansing, which means in this context the coming of Mashiach, will wait for next week. We'll read it next parsha. So that's going to be delayed for next week. Biz or in the context of uh, of Golos, it means well, maybe it won't happen in my day. Maybe it'll happen in the next generation for my children. Chasu Shalom. Er mit because what I need to do is I need to learn Torah that's what I need to do that's enough for me I am invested in planting and making sure that it should happen and when it will happen that's not my concern so I'm not concerned about that so there are two things that could be a problem one is I have to learn Torah it's not my concern that this is what's bringing Mashiach this is what the implanting is in order to bring the growth I'm not involved in all those esoteric things another point is when will Mashiach come that's certainly not my concern I have to do the work even if I believe that this is what brings Mashiach but I have to do the work and when it will come that's of no concern to me so to this comes the lesson from these two parashas that in most years these two sedas come together in one week when the rule in the Torah is of course the Torah speaks about the majority the Torah addresses what happens in most cases so therefore in most cases Tazriya and together on the din ikri is and the a fundamental principle in the way we administer adjudicate halacha is that we go according to the majority so in this case the majority is that Tazriya and is together in other words that for the most part what really needs to happen is that Tazriya and should be together because that's how it is in the majority of cases and that has to be so completely together that as the Minig Yisrael everywhere is is somebody asks you on Sunday uh, it's Sunday of which week so the answer will always be of Tazriya Metzayra 
because that's in most cases it's together so in other words that the coming together of Tazriya Mitzayirah is not just on Shabbos but it starts already on Sunday the entire week is seen as a week in which Tazriya Mitzayirah are together what does that teach us? that Zainavayda in Golos Dav Zain Dorgenu that Avayda in Golos has to be completely permeated by the constant looking forward to yearning for the Shtrebung to the Geula yearning for the Geula I wait every day that he should come today and since the rule is that I was created for the purpose of serving Hashem that's the Aveda that a Yid has every day that's every moment of life is to serve Hashem that's why in your own performance of Torah Mitzvah will be felt as does bring the Gula, that this is for the purpose of bringing the Gula, to bring the Gula as quickly as possible. Tazriya and Mitzayra have to come together, which means that the, the healing is what brings to the cleansing, and that it's all together, it's all meant to come together as one, and not to, in some delay. So, first of all, to understand that the purpose of the Tazriya is for the Mitzayra and that it should happen together in one week, and that it should happen as fast as possible, and not that it's a possibility that it should be delayed, as far as you're concerned. Yud. But that in itself could also happen in two ways. Number one, He understands, and he understands, and he relates to the fact that it's your, our Aveda which will bring the growth, the Geula. But he calls it which means means something is fixed. It remains as it is. In other words, each one has its own independent existence. This exists and that exists. This, the parasha the growth, the geula, is fixed. It means it has its own parameters that it's something separate and removed that it will be, will happen it will happen but how is it connected to Tazriya? this has its own parameter it's true that he is ready and he's waiting for it to happen every day when the Aveda is Sulidem and that he does his Aveda because Tazriya and those two parshas need to come together, the healing, the planting, and the result, the Geula have to come together. But he sees it as two separate things. There is the work that you have to do in the Golos, and then there is the resulting that will happen later. That's something that will happen. That it's true that it happens as a result of our Aveda, but our Aveda sort of causes something else to happen. Which in this case is Mashiach, especially that it can come in a, in a quick way. When you say that it's a quick way, so then it seems unrelated. It's not that it's a result that unfolded from your Aveda, but it's something that happened 
not because of your Aveda. That's what a person could think. If, if we merit, and the Abishta brings it suddenly, or, you know, in a quickly, in other words, that it's not something that is naturally unfolding from our Aveda. So that lends itself even more to think that the go- actual goal is unrelated to our Aveda. Beis ahechera eifin is, or a more refined way is, as ba'em is tazriyo metzayda mechubaris, that to him tazriyo metzayda are connected. The rachake is kivina kolayim to the geula, vazvert nirgash v'chol yayim in zayna veidas tazriyah. And the feeling that he wants to, that he's waiting for the geula to come, and he sees and he understands, and he relates to the idea that it's all a result of his aveda. Is nit nor as yeda zayna veida vet gleich geirem zayn sheyavai. Is not just that the geula is a result will come from the fact that he does his Aveda. In other words, let's say that it's disconnected, but it's a reward for the Aveda that he does, but it's somehow disconnected. Nor, rather, the, he understands and relates to us, the Geula Asida is Ein Zach that the event, the Geula, is really one and comes from his Aveda. It's what comes out of his Aveda, this, which is expressed by Tazriya Metzayda Verenayim Parsha. That Tazriyam and Seder are become, become, are brought together in one Pasha because one is what leads into the other. While Bias and Mashiach is the Tzmichu Bemele the Shlemus and Zazriyah because the coming of Mashiach is what sprouts up from and therefore what completes his Havaida in Golis. It's really one, and they come from each other, and that's why they're one Pasha. And that's the correct way of thinking about it. And we can also connect this with the idea of their inyan from Mashiach and his vos demol vetzayin the shleimus and teiru and the shleimus and mitzvahs, that the coming of Mashiach is what will bring about the perfection, the perfect state of teiru and the perfect state of mitzvahs, as expressed by as the Gemara says, teiku, which means that that Eliyahu will answer all those difficult things that we don't know the answer to yet, or Mashiach Mashiach will reveal the reasons for Torah for us. Or Mashiach will teach Torah. In other words, when you want to get to the perfection of Torah that we've been practicing and learning all this time, Mashiach, in that time, it will reach its perfection. Another point which is brought out by the fact that they lead into each other. They're not two disconnected things. Kailul and includes also Balashna Raman, the way the Raman puts it. Mashiach, the King Mashiach will come and he will arise and he will bring back the kingdom, the royal kingdom of David to its original state, to the way it was in, in, in power originally and he will build the Beis Hamidrash and bring together, gather together the, the far-flung Yidin, and in the days of Mashiach, all the laws of the Torah will be returned, will come back to the way they were originally, which means all of the mitzvahs will be able to be practiced. Makrivim Karbonus, we will once again be able to bring Karbonus, we will once again practice in every detail as it's taught in the Torah another expression of 
Torah and mitzvahs will be perfectly practiced in the time of Mashiach. In other words, that is the result. That's what it gives birth to. Our Aveda now, which is an imperfect Aveda, brings to the time of Mashiach, in which all of this will be practiced perfectly. As explained elsewhere, as the mit git the Rambam Arisa halacha, that the Rambam is not just simply stating facts, but rather giving a halacha as the gather for Mashiach is. What he's trying to tell us is, if you want to define what Mashiach is, what is he about? Is the fact that he brings back the Torah to its original state in the way it's meant to be practiced. That's what defines Mashiach. And that's what the Ram is saying. The Ali none of us haven't felt in the Shlemus and Ki and Torah mitzvahs that all those things that were lacking in the perfection and the full ability to be able to practice Torah mitzvahs. English because the Yidden weren't all together in your in Yisrael, which is one condition that has to be met. The Beis Hamikdash. Because thus is Klolus in Golus, which of course expresses the idea of Golus. The Yidden are not in Eretz Yisrael. There is no Beis Hamikdash. All those things that were lacking because of this, Vert Nishlam Durch Mashiach, and they will all be brought back to a perfect state through Mashiach. And Oichen Dem Bashteidos Mashiach is Magzer Malchus Beis David Yeshna, and this also includes that Mashiach brings back the royal kingdom of David to its original state and all the halachas will come back to be able to be practiced that brings back the perfection the full ability to practice and since the so to speak object of when you look at it as a, a state of its own. Torah is a status. Mitzvahs are a state of things. So that's a chefza, what's called in, a, in Gemara, in a purple Russian chefza. So they are brought back to a perfect state again. Therefore, the people, meaning the Yidden, that are meant to, perf- uh, to practice the Torah mitzvahs, are also brought back to its perfection they will, we will be at rest from the uh, from those kingdoms which do not allow us the, the time of Mashiach will bring about a state where those kingdoms that interfered and are being able to practice Torah Mitzvahs will no longer bother us when you will be will be open, we'll have time to be able to study Torah and learn Torah and so on so in other words, not only the Torah will be in a state in which it could be practiced properly, but the people that are meant to practice Torah will also have the time and not be distracted and not be prevented we will also have the perfection the perfect state in which we can pr- practice Torah Mitzvah that during that time there will be no hunger and no war, there will be no competition and jealousy. The whole world will be busy with nothing other than studying Hashem and alone. That's the only thing. And that's 
this is what defines the faith that we have in the coming of Mashiach and the, that we await his coming was the Rambam that the Rambam says in continuation to what he just said now he continues to limit the sorry and that's what defines the Muna and in the coming of Mashiach and the waiting for him that the Rambam said he said, what is, how does it define it? The limit of Torah and the Kiyam HaMitzvah is Durgenum Midder Amunah because when you learn, study Torah now and you fulfill Mitzvahs now, it's completely permeated with this faith. Atos bringt em und die ganze Welt that it brings you and the entire world to the Shlemus limit of Ideas at Torah to the, it, it leads to the fact that we will reach a state in which we will have perfect knowledge of Torah on Mitzvahs B'Kiyumim and uh, the perfect state of the way mitzvahs are meant to be fulfilled and to the perfect state in which we are able to comprehend the existence of Hashem in them and that's what defines waiting for Mashiach what are we waiting for? we're waiting for all of our avedad, our Torah and our mitzvahs and our faith in Hashem to reach their perfection finally we can understand Torah properly, the way Eliyahu Mesh- Navi will teach it, and the way Mashiach will teach it. Finally, we'll be able to fulfill Torah mitzvahs fully. Not that we can only do a small part of them because the, the, the Yidin are not in Eretz and the Beis Hamikdash is not there. And finally, we will have true comprehension of Hashem. That's what we're waiting for. And based on this, we can also say Ados is Eina from the time of us Bedoyos Ereshenim. Why in the early generations, the earlier commentators like the Rav Sadia Gon and so on, the Rambam call it Zeis Tia. And Davke Bedoyos Ereshenim. It's only the later, uh, the later Poskim and so on Shulchan Aruch and Torah that call it Mitzayra. Can I also say follow as he said before? The reason is in the early generation which were much more distant from the actual time of Gula. The Gula was perceived in a in a way that Zaistia expresses, which is an something that will come in the future. In other words, it's something removed from what we're doing today, at least somewhat because it's so far in the future, they understood it to be more in the future, at least that was the feeling that permeated the world. That's why the Aveda that they did was not so completely permeated with that feeling as the that all the things that we're doing now which are mentally the Geula will, will immediately be fulfilled and will come to their perfection because it was still off in the distance and even though nobody knew that, but that's the feeling that was that permeated the Avedah but in the more recent generations which is called on the heels of Mashiach now we Sense the idea of Mashiach so much more. When the far ved the seder angruf medayrusaylu mitnam mitzayra. That's why the seder now is called mitzayra. Eden heren on film 
the Yidin hear and feel, and certainly that the Neshama Elamayla sees it and feels it and senses it. In Zeravayda, so they sense in their Avaydas, Ot Ot Kum Mashiach, we feel that it's happening any moment. The main thing is that you have to do and practice mitzvahs. That's why we must increase in our Torah mitzvahs now. Develop so that the world should come reach its perfection. The more quickly, the better. In the base which will lead to be able to fulfill Torah mitzvahs the way that Hashem wanted it to happen the way Hashem wants it to be in its full perfection which will happen very soon through Mashiach Tzidkenu in the third base of Mitzvah. that's why it's called Mitzvah because as we said before Mitzvah expresses the idea that from the, uh, from the Tazriya is what leads to Mashiach so these are sensed, these are understood to be one and the same and that one leads immediately into the other Yud base. Al now, based on this, Yeshlahamtik Ayyasa, we can uh, explain even more interestingly, why, even deeper explanation, why the Mesedra is called Dafka later, in the later generations, by the name Mitzayra. Kishemidos is by an Odom Prati, just like it's true for an individual, as Dafka the Inim from the Goyim Mitzayra Vaist. As we said before, that a uh, that a mitzayra means that we're talking about a person that has reached perfection, except for on a very very surface level. That it's a person that his behavior is so perfect and he has already corrected all things that need correction, and all everything that. You know all the higher, up, up higher level things have been taken care of. It's only that there remains some very uh, lower level, which men aware some of the evil has not yet been completely cleansed from there. As he explained that the matzayra means a person that is on a very high level, where only on the surface is there a problem. That's why the actual discoloration only happens to the skin. This is alludes to the fact that only in the on some outer level of an outer level is there some problem yet. Which has not yet been refined. Just like it is true for an individual the same is true for the Yidden as a whole since in these later generations on the heels of Mashiach we are so close to the actual coming of Mashiach that's why now we appreciate even more the high level that a Mitzayra expresses Kenal, as he expressed, as he explained before, at the Pnimius from Claudius Solution is Baragivarim, because the Yidden, the general body of Jewish people, also is on that level. Everything has already been refined. All the Pnimius, the real problems, have already been taken care of. 
of course not be by us in this last generation but rather because of the Aveda that the Yidin put in through all the generations so they've refined and refined and refined and the entire inner workings of the Jewish people are perfect already and the only thing left that still needs to be refined are only some very external things and that's why now we understand we are on the level of the the Jewish people as a, as a whole are on that level we stand close to perfection there's only some very external things which still need to be taken care of Yud Gimel based on this we can also understand was Megifintin Sanhedrin that we find in Masechta Sanhedrin as Elio at Gizok Tzor ben Levi that Elio and Avisetta Rav Yishua ben Levi as Mashiach Yosef ben Aniyeh Seil Chaloyim that Mashiach sits amongst the poor people that are afflicted by illness and Rashi is Mefarish and Rashi explains what that means Menugoyim that it means specifically people that are lepers lepers and he is also a, a Metzayr so that's one thing we find another thing we find is the Gemara, the discussion in the Gemara of Eishmael Mashiach that uh, what exactly is the name of Mashiach the opinion of the Rabbanon is that his name is the white one meaning Metzayr the, the Metzayr somebody with pale skin I guess the Metzayr of Beis Rabbi. So he was known at the name of Mashiach as a Metzayr. Shenemar Ochin Chashvenu Menuga, because the Pasuk says, indeed, we considered him to be, it's, uh, this is found in Yeshaya, you know, the famous Isaiah 53, that he is a person that is afflicted. So that Mashiach is afflicted. So we have to understand about this. Lachayda Tamua. How is it as Mashiach Why should Mashiach be referred to as a person of uh, that's a Mitzayra that is afflicted by Tsaras? We can understand the idea that Mashiach suffers pain. As he said in the first part of the what Elio and Nabi told that he sits amongst the uh, the poor people that suffer pain. That could be understood. That came from the Rashi now is in Gemara brings the pasuk as Rashi brings the pasuk who mechulam sheinu that he is afflicted by our sins. Oksivan it says in the pasuk v'chol yenu who he carries our illness. In other words, the illness that we should really be punished with. He is the one that suffers it. So that could be understood. Well, that is bringing the Rabbanon the Gemara the Raya a phenomenon from the pasuk now. As in fact, the Rabbanim bring the proof for the name as as a Metzayra, that from this pasuk that he carries illness. But why should he be referred to as a somebody who suffers taras? Why is he a Metzayra? Well, but based on what we said before, we can explain it. Because leprosy, Nagoyim, it's leprosy is the wrong word, but Tsaraz brings out the state of the Jewish people in the time of Mashiach, in the time close before Mashiach. As his dad is his battered Sarah, 
it brings out that it's a, the evil from within has already been completely refined, expunged. In Pnimis Hagufa Nafesh Yisrael, when we talk about the Jews as a whole, in the inner body and the soul of the Jewish people, is there is no evil inside, internally. Whatever remains is only very on the surface. That we are already at the state of Zachu, that we already deserve Mashiach. So that's why he's why is Mashiach referred to as a Metzeder? Because he is descri- he his state describes the state of the Jewish people as a whole. We're at the state of a Metzeder, somebody that is perfect in every way except for some minor details on the very surface. Well, Pisa is moving that explains also the answer that Mashiach came to Rabbi Shuma Levi in answer to his question of Zanshaid Lulemis and Masimar. Rabbi Shuma Levi asked uh, Elio Anavi, when is Mashiach going to come already? What did uh, uh, Elio Anavi answer? He said, today. And then later, when he came back the next day, he said, You said today, that was yesterday, he didn't come. So Leo Navi answered, Hachi So it was Mashiach that gave the answer, I'm coming today. So then he asked Leo Navi, why did he say he's coming today? He didn't come. So he answered, Hachi this is what he said to you, Hayyim in Bekaylatishmo. He said, Today, if you will listen, that's the Pasik, Hayyim in Bekaylatishmo, today, if you will listen to Hashem's words. It's all dependent on listening to Hashem's words. So to explain that answer, klal it's a rule in the Torah, that even though you could interpret a, a pasuk in many different ways, like this pasuk, that today, but, or Mashiach's answer today, is based on if you listen to him, but the literal meaning of Hayyim means today. So since we know the rule that in, in Torah there is no statement or pasuk that goes out of its literal meaning, even though there are many layers of interpretation, but the literal meaning always remains. So in other words, that when Mashiach said Hayyim, even though there's a nice he meant of shat, but the literal meaning of it is still remains today. What he meant to say is that the Yidin are already today in a situation of that they deserve Mashiach. And they, we are deserving that he should come already today. But there, it just comes along with an explanation. That the reason that he hasn't in fact come, even though we are deserving that he should come today, he's ready to come today, is Vailes Hot was only because there was still a little bit missing in you listen to Hashem what he said the Gemara which means there's something missing a little bit something on the outside there's an outer surface which is still incomplete so in other words Hayyim is meant literally he could come today he's ready to come today you deserve that he should come today but we still need a little bit of that on the on the surface and that was true 2,000 years ago or whatever that was especially in our generation that the Yidin already sense and they feel that 
Mashiach is standing behind the wall, waiting to come. Well, Nachman even more is standing behind the wall that Kaisel Hachin Chaloinus and Charakim. That the wall already has windows and cracks because it's another pasuk says mates it's minat charakim he looks he's peering through the cracks he's nachmer unachmer even more Mashiach is mashgiach menachalenus mates menacharakim that Mashiach is already looking through those windows and peering through the cracks and his mashgiach on kuktois he is looking and he's waiting then mirvelns shayin van enik nipachim tanim that we should already conclude those small little things that need to be done. Tzu puts in the kneplach, as the Friedrich Rebbe put it, to polish the uh, the buttons. And to finally complete the that final last refinement that has to be in the outer dimensions of the garment. Maybe that's what kneplach means. Was demut kum Mashiach take of and then Mashiach will come immediately. Aruim nanishemaya on the clouds in the uh, heaven uh, together with the clouds in the heaven kibar inish ata as the Navi uh, Daniel said and coming on the clouds of the heaven means a from the that he comes in a way that he uh, comes quickly and um, immediately <coughs> because it's already a situation of the entire Jewish people is deserving as it says in the passage that your nation is all tzadikim and will inherit the earth, the, the earth, inherit the land. Fundem and this comes from what's the aretz? Because I have implanted them into the land. Haboim Yashishrakiv, that the the, uh, the roots which Yaakov has set has uh, has uh, which were set down are now coming forth. In other words, it's all coming from the zriya. As uh, going back to what he said before. Comes the sprouting and and the uh, flowering or whatever of the uh, Jewish people who multiply table, tnuva and the earth will be, the whole earth will be uh, filled with the growth of the geula, the karmamish immediately.